Summer is upon us, and for many restaurants out there, that means uh, a downturn in business. So how exactly do we manage the downtime? Specifically, I'm talking about this seasonal slowdown. We're going to cover that all on today's episode of Restaurant Strategy. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy podcast with answers for anyone who's looking. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast dedicated solely to helping you build a more profitable restaurant. Each week, I leverage my 20-plus years in the industry to help you build that more profitable and sustainable business. I also work directly with operators all over the world through my P3 Mastermind program. And guess what? We have just opened up a third group. That's right, we filled up the first two groups and now we're launching a third group. To date, we've put more than 100 people through the program. The program works. So if you've got a busy restaurant but struggle to generate consistent, predictable 20% profits month after month, then please set up a free 30-minute strategy session with someone from my team. We'll get to learn more about you and your restaurant. You'll get to ask some questions about the program to see if you're a good fit for the program. Visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. As always, you will find that link in the show notes. Now, are you frustrated with managing your catering and private events with pen and paper or using outdated programs? Introducing Triple Seat, the catering sales and event management software built for hospitality professionals by hospitality professionals. With Triple Seat, you will increase revenue and efficiency all while streamlining your operations. Let Triple Seat be your catering and event management assistant. You can generate leads, create tailored BEOs, facilitate online discussions, obtain electronic signatures, you can process payments, and everything in between. Triple Seat has you covered. Elevate and simplify your event management. Take it to the next level with Triple Seat so you can focus on what truly matters, providing unforgettable experiences for your clients. For more information, visit TripleSeat.com slash restaurant strategy. Again, that's TripleSeat.com slash restaurant strategy. You will find that link also in the show notes. Now, as I said at the top, summer is indeed upon us. And for many restaurants, that means a slowdown in business, right? Kids are off from school, families start traveling, and business naturally takes a hit. There's, um, there's a seasonality, quite literally, to our business. It's cyclical. And yes, maybe you're in a vacation town. Fine. Things are just getting busy. It's going to be crazy for the next couple of months for you. I get it. You're going to feel the slowdown too eventually, right? It will come. Eventually, kids will all go back to school. Families will go back to work. And come September, October, November, you will feel the slowdown if you've got a place in a vacation town. So we all have downtimes in our business. If it's not coming for you now, it will come for you eventually. The big question is, what do we do about it? The way I see it, I think there are four things, four ways that we can approach this problem of seasonality in our business. And over the course of today's episode, I want to walk you through all four. Number one, first and foremost, you have to understand the cycles. You have to understand the seasonality 
of your restaurant to know how you can best combat this. So, right, again, if you're in a vacation town, your busy time is June through September. If you're in the city, June through September, uh, it dies because everyone heads out to their vacation homes, right? Their beach homes, their lake house. They travel to Europe. They go places. They don't want to be in a hot, stuffy city in the summer. So you have to understand the cycles in your market for your restaurant. And even if you are in the city, there are places in the city that do very well. I got a client who runs a beer garden in the heart of uh, in the heart of Manhattan. Uh, summer is their uh, is their gravy train. That's what they look forward to all year. That's when people want to sit outside, drink beer, uh, ha- have a little bit of food under the sunshine. But come. Uh, January, come February, come March, that guy takes a real hit. That restaurant has to really uh, work hard to make sure uh, they limit their downside. So the first thing you have to do is understand the cycle in your restaurant, the cycle for your market and the cycle for your concept. Before we do anything else, that is absolutely crucial. Number two, you have got to make sure you know how to forecast and budget. You got to forecast and budget for the busy times. And yes, it becomes even more important to forecast and budget for the slow times. Now, this idea that revenue cures all sins, if you've been listening for a while, if you know me, any of my clients listening in right now, any of the members of the mastermind group that I run, you will understand that I am not a fan of the revenue cures all sin cliche, because I think it doesn't. And, I, and I've looked at enough P&Ls uh, and I work with enough different concepts to know that that isn't the thing that will necessarily fix. If, you're, if your budget is out of whack, simply adding revenue, you will just make more revenue, uh, but your budget will remain out of whack. What I'd rather do is figure out, yes, once we get past a break-even point, I'd rather figure out at the lower point of revenue how to make sure we're profitable there so that when we push on the dial and we turn that volume up on the revenue through the various marketing channels we have, through the different tools available to us, that then we can make more money and more profit, right? It's really important to understand that. So you gotta make sure you know how to forecast and how to budget every single period throughout the year. Now, how do we do that? You, a forecast, let's be really clear. A forecast is when you sit down, close your eyes and say, I wonder what's gonna happen next month. And you gotta figure out what level of business, how much revenue do you think you're gonna do? And you gotta build out a a spreadsheet or however you work it out. So you say, okay, we're gonna make, I'm making it up, we're gonna make $100,000 next month. Well, then what do you have to make on the first, on the second, on the third, on the fourth, on the fifth, all the way down until you get to the end of the month when it all adds up to $100,000. Just saying, hey, I want to do $100,000, you have to understand your path. I've talked about this before, that path to profitability. The path for you to hit the revenue target that you've set for yourself. So number one, a projection or forecast is where you sit down, close your eyes, and say, what am I going to do next month in business? What do I think I'm going to do? And there are all different ways to uh, build forecasts, right, to to forecast your business for the next month. You ask uh, six different statisticians, they will give you six different ways to do it. There is no right way. There is no wrong way. I usually like to start with the last four to six weeks, use that as my bellwether, and then look a year past or maybe two years past. I hesitate to say two years past because two years ago, we were in a really bad place with the pandemic. So look at last year, right? And get a sense of where where you were this month last year. And then take that into consideration. Let that influence your projection. You're going to say, what am I going to do on the first, on the second, on the third, on the fourth, on the fifth, all the way through, and it adds up to a certain number. 
And then you use that number, say, assuming we hit this revenue target, what does that mean for my key budgets? You got to budget, use that to budget uh, every single area in your restaurant. And, and there are many ways to do that. This is one of the big things that we handle in the mastermind. It's way too much to cover right here. I just got to tell you that you got to know how to do it. All of this is going to help give you a baseline. It's going to help you understand. Again, I said, number one, you got to understand the cycles. Number two, you got to forecast and budget because your forecast and your budgets are going to be different in December than they are in May. They're going to be different in January than they are in July. There, there's, again, a seasonality to what we do. You simply have to understand the cycles to understand where you are at any point in time, and especially at the downtimes. And then you got to know how to forecast and use those forecasts, use those projections to generate budget. Again, this is one of the big things we cover in my mastermind group. Any of the members in the program will know how much time we spend on this. It's way too much to cover in uh, one podcast episode. You just simply have to learn how to do it. And if you want help in doing it, uh, by all means, get in touch. Uh, you, you've got the... Uh, you've got the link in the show notes. I, I mentioned at the very top of the show, we can certainly cover that. Happy to talk to you about how we do that. You just simply have to do it. You gotta understand where your cycles happen, where the downtimes happen, and you gotta be prepared to forecast and budget for those downtimes. The next thing you need to do, number three, is you need to get organized. Something I talk about all the time is the, the need to have a marketing calendar. So I, I give this out pretty freely. Uh, anybody in my, uh, again, anybody in the mastermind program gets access to this, but it's a marketing calendar. It's just basically an Excel spreadsheet that helps you map out, helps you look at all of the different marketing channels that are available to you, and on every day of the year, which marketing channels are you using? You have to understand, again, where your high points are, where your low points are, what you have programmed in. A marketing calendar simply helps you get organized. It's a document you can put into, uh, you know, into a Google Drive, you can put into Dropbox, you can put on a shared drive, basically throw it into the cloud so that anybody can get eyes on it, so that anybody can look at any point in time to see what's coming, what's not coming. Again, where are our downtimes? You can even mark the downtimes right there on the calendar so that you know where you should do programming. And that's the point of a marketing calendar. And the first thing you do when you do a, get a marketing calendar is to go in and put in all the holidays. Any of the big events you do throughout the year. So maybe you do restaurant week twice a year. Maybe there's a big street fair on this. Maybe you're a, uh, maybe you're a New Orleans themed restaurant. So Mardi Gras is a big day. You gotta go through and drop all of that onto the calendar. Right? Put it all on the calendar. So you understand what's already planned in your restaurant. If there are other sort of events that you do every year, you've got to know that as well. If you are next to a uh, big theater, so one of my clients is in St. Louis, uh, they're right near uh, the, the Fox Theater. Fox Theater is a very big, thousands and thousands of seats. It's a very big draw. And when they have shows come through there, um, it, it, it affects their business greatly. Likewise, when shows are not coming through there on a given week, it also affects their business in a negative way. So throw all of those on the calendar. If there's things that will affect your business, you have to know that, right? There's, there's, uh, I think it's easy to see that if you're affected by a big theater being right down the street, right, uh, right across the street, right around the corner, there's no reason to think that that would uh, coincide with the downtime. Right, your downtimes are going to come in the week or two in between shows that are that are coming into tour that are running there. Right, really important to understand that the point of a marketing calendar is to see your year in one single document, and you're going to start seeing where your downtimes are, 
Once you understand where your downtimes are, right? Again, there's a seasonality. There's a, there's a cycle to our businesses. Once you understand where they are and you understand how to budget for them appropriately and you get, you're getting organized appropriately, the next and last step, number four, is you've got to get creative. Now, how do we do that? We're going to get into that. We're going to spend the entire second half of this episode talking about how to get creative. Actually, the answer you're looking for in turning on this episode, right? How do you fix, how do you stave off those downtimes? How do you help minimize the impact of a downtime on your business? That's what we're going to spend the whole second half of this episode talking about. Uh, we'll cover all of that and more after a word from another one of our sponsors. Now, Running a restaurant is already a tough job. You're busy keeping customers fed, employees paid while working with razor thin profit margins. The last thing you should be worried about is if you're doing sales tax right. That's why you should consider automating sales tax for your restaurant point of sale system. Collecting and filing sales tax on your own can be stressful. It can be time consuming. It can leave your business vulnerable to accidentally missing tax payments or, or not having enough money in the bank to cover your tax obligations. Davo by Avalara simplifies tax uh, sales tax for your restaurant and brings peace of mind through automation to help you pay the full amount you owe on time. Just integrate the Davo app with your existing POS like Clover or Toast or Spot On and set up your business and banking information. Davo will then take sales data from your POS system, determine how much sales tax you collected each day, then it sends a request to your bank to have your sales tax put into a secure holding account. This keeps your sales tax separate from your revenue and helps reduce potential confusion about available funds. You'll get a daily email from Davo letting you know exactly how much sales tax is transferred. And when your sales tax is due, Davo automatically remits your sales tax to the appropriate authority on your behalf, in full and on time. Is your restaurant in the state that does on-time filing discounts? If it is, then Davo will automatically send this refund back to your bank. Don't let sales tax spoil your business. Stay on top of sales tax with automation from Davo by Avalara so you can spend less time in the back office and more time in the front of house. Learn more at davosalestax.com slash restaurant strategy and try Davo free for the first month. Again, D-A-V-O salestax.com slash restaurant strategy. As always, you'll find that link in the show notes. So now, over the course of this episode, we're talking all about downtimes, how you can stave off the downtimes or minimize the impact that downtimes will have on your business. It's hard, I get it, but it's absolutely possible and it's really necessary. So I said there are four main areas, four main things you wanna do. Number one, you gotta understand the cycles in your restaurant, the seasonality. Number two, I said you gotta make sure you know how to forecast and budget. Yes, you gotta do it in the busy times and you also have to do it in the slow times. In fact, it's even more important to do it on the slow times. Number three, you got to get organized. I think with a marketing calendar, I've spent a lot of time talking about that. If you've been following for the last couple of years, you know uh, you know how important I think a marketing calendar is. Helps you see your year in one document so you can see where the good times are, where the bad times are going to be, and you can make a plan. And then number four, I said you've got to get creative. And the question is how? How do we quote unquote get creative? You got to learn to think outside the box. You have to think differently. You can't keep doing things the way you've always been doing things, right? If you want to make a change, you've got to be willing to change. So how do you do that? How do you get creative? Because here's the thing. I work with some of the most creative people in the world. Everybody I work with, all the members of my mastermind, the clients I work with, they are creative people. 
creativity is a renewable resource. That's the interesting thing. It's not a it's not a well that goes dry. Once you once you dip into it, it actually it actually uh, grows. The more you dip into it, the more you have there to find because it's like a muscle, right? Once you learn to flex that muscle and you work out that muscle, it gets better at doing what you're asking it to do. So creativity requires imagination, requires you to think differently. All creativity is, and, and this is really important here, if you say, oh, I'm not a creative person, you are. Because creativity is just about solving bold problems with, in bold new ways, right? So it's sol solving the, the old problems that we've always had or the, or the new problems that we've just got, and you gotta solve them in a new way. If there was a solution, it wouldn't require creativity, right? If you knew the answer, you would just do what you know to do. Hey, we have this problem. Oh, I know the solution. I'll just solve it here. Creativity requires you to say, you have to say, oh, the thing that I know to do isn't working right now, so I got to do something else. That something else is how you change your business. Creativity is a renewable resource. It's a chapter in my upcoming book. Uh, in fact, it's very late in the book, and I talk a lot about this, right? It's about solving the same old problems in bold new ways, or the bold problems in bold new ways. You have to be willing to come at the problem from a different direction. Um, there are ways that we can, we can sort of jostle this. There are ways that we can get better at this. So here are a couple of ways that I think you can do this. Because, again, you understand the cycles. You've done your forecasting and your budgeting. You know when the downtimes are coming. So you got to think to yourself, what am I going to do? The marketing calendar helps you get organized so you know what else you're doing throughout the year. But again, you have to get creative. You can't solve a downtime by operating the way you normally do, obviously, right? Because if you have an audience that comes to you all the time, right? Here's the perfect example, right? Uh, everybody in the city comes to you. you got a great uh, restaurant. But in the summer, they all go away. So you can't keep marketing to them in the same way because they're not there anymore. You say, hey, come for dinner tonight. They're like, I'm 200 miles away in the Hamptons. I, I, can't, I can't come in tonight, sorry. So you obviously have to think of new ways to attract new audiences, right? So if the, your regular audience is all at their beach house, their lake house in Europe, they're obviously not gonna be able to come to your restaurant in New York City tonight. You gotta think about other audiences, you gotta think about other products that you might be able to offer to lure those people in, to entice, to attract new audiences. All of this is a way of saying that you can't do the things that you're used to doing. That's why they're downtimes, because your regular audience isn't there or they aren't interested in your product at this moment. Again, I talked about this, uh, this guy, one of the members of my mastermind that runs this beer garden in, um, in Manhattan. So when it comes to uh, January, February, and March, there's not a lot of people who want to sit outside and drink a beer. It's like 30 degrees. It's way too cold. So there's only so many people they can fit inside. You don't think of a beer garden in January and February. Even though it's totally lovely inside and you can have a great time, it doesn't, it doesn't come to mind because most of the people are used to coming there in the spring, in the summer, and in the fall. And then in the dead of winter, it's way too cold to go in there. So again, you got to think outside the box. You got to think of new ways to lure people in. You got to think of ways to lure new people in. Now, here are ways that you can get creative. How can you get good at thinking outside the box? Here's the first idea. I love giving this out all the time. It's a great piece of advice that I got many, uh, many, many moons ago, and I give to you. Subscribe to every single email list you possibly can. This is how you get new ideas. This is how you see what other people are doing. So you subscribe to email lists, to newsletters, 
of other restaurants in your market. You subscribe to competitors. You subscribe to people who you never compete with. Subscribe to uh, to newsletters of restaurants in other markets, in other cities, in other countries even. You will get their regular communications and you will naturally get some ideas. The best comes from when, uh, okay, I'm here in New York City and I, I subscribe to a restaurant in San Francisco and I see a promotion they're running or some uh, some party, some menu they're running. I say, that's wow, that's a great idea. We could do that here. I am not going to affect the business that they're going to do in San Francisco. I'm in a totally different market, totally different state, totally different coast. We're separated by 3,000 miles. I am not going to impact their business. So here's the first piece of advice. I would subscribe to every single email list you can. Even if you sign up with a dummy account, right? An account that you just check in on once a week or twice a week so you can go through and educate yourself, right? I understand you don't want to clog up your list, but I would say 50 minimum. I have subscribed to literally hundreds, hundreds of email lists from all different restaurants, big, small, fancy, cheap, everything in between all over the world. I mean, hundred. I mean, literally, probably like 250, 200, and, somewhere between 250 and 300 emails. And again, if you don't want to clog up your regular inbox, use a dummy, make a new email address and just sign up with that email address. And don't put that on your phone. Just check that manually. But make a point of checking it once a week or twice a week just to give yourself some inspiration. That's the first thing. Number two, I would set brainstorming sessions that, that, that are specifically exist for you to come up with new ideas. Now, here's how you do this. You look at that marketing calendar and you say, hey, we got a downtime here, we got a downtime here, we got a downtime here. You're going to identify three or four throughout the year. Some of them will just be a couple of weeks. Some of them will be a, a couple of months long. Undoubtedly, we all have a couple of patches of downtime. Gather your team together and make sure they understand the point. The goal is to come up with some new ideas. What can we do? Ideally, hopefully, you will come already with some ideas because you've been subscribed to all these email lists. You are seeing what other people are doing in other markets, in other cities, in other states, maybe even in other countries. I would urge your management team, right? Your chef, your, your GM, your, your service manager, whoever. I would urge them to do the same thing because undoubtedly they will sign up for different things than you. They will be seeing different things. They will be inspired in different ways. They will come with those ideas. You will come with your ideas. And maybe you don't use any one idea, but maybe it's a mashup of the two. Or maybe something that somebody's doing three states over will, will spark a different idea that you wouldn't have gotten unless you had seen their email come through. So subscribe to every email list you can. Number two is to brainstorm and set specific sessions, right? So here we are, we're June, heading into July. We've got some downtime in July or maybe like the end of August. That's a, that's a time when a lot of people die. So gather people together the first week of July, right? And that's usually a time that's pretty slow for many, many restaurants and say, hey, our next downtime is gonna be the last two weeks of August. I really wanna come up with some promotion, something we can do. Maybe it's going to be a prefix. Maybe it's going to be a late night menu. Maybe it's going to be a, 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 a special pop-up, a partnership. Uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe you're going to run, uh, you know, a, a cocktail uh, pop-up. Maybe you're going to, uh, you know, run some promotion for wines by the glass. Maybe you're going to add 30 wines by the glass and offer them at really great prices just in an effort to get people in. 
Whatever your concept is, there's a way to do it. Say, last two weeks of uh, last two weeks of August, we're going to do half-price margaritas for those last two weeks, right, as an end-of-summer celebration, right? For the right kind of place, maybe that will work for you. You sit down, you make sure everyone understands the goal. Hey, we're, we want to run some promotion the last two weeks of August because we usually die at that point. So last year's business was here, right, we did... Over the course of that, we did $40,000 in revenue. We really need to make more like sixty dollars or $70,000 in revenue. So we've set goals for ourselves, right? I've done this before. We've talked about SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, assignable, relevant, and time-bound. We put those SMART goals into place so we understand where we are and where we want to go. And then we put a system in place to help us get from point A to point B. System, I've said, is just a repeatable set of actions. We are going to do the following things to try to achieve the following goal. We're trying to do roughly 50 or 60% more revenue than we did in this same span last year. This is what we're going to do. So subscribe to every email list you can. Set brainstorming sessions. Allow yourself the space to come up with new ideas and say, hey, we're meeting for an hour. And by the end of this hour, we are going to have decided on an idea. So maybe the first half is all brainstorming. Second half is about trying to figure out which one you use, right? And give yourself the space to do that. One is creative work. One is sort of editing work or decision-making work, right? Just like I've asked you to look at other restaurants, the next thing is to look to other industries to see what works elsewhere. You know, look at, uh, look at retail, Look at the hotel industry, the airline industry. There's something for sure that they do that you can adopt and adapt to your business, to your restaurant. Finally then, and this is the fun part, appoint a project manager who will be responsible for executing this specific initiative. So in this example, we're all sitting down for an hour the, the first week of July. We're gonna put that on the calendar. We're all gonna sit down. It's an hour long meeting. The first half is about brainstorming, just being creative, saying what if, what could we do in the last two weeks of August. Then the second half of that meeting is about finalizing that idea, picking our favorite one, and, and, and starting to solidify some of the details around it, you then leave that meeting or you don't leave that meeting until there's a project manager appointed, somebody who will be responsible for executing that initiative. Here's the fun part. Every time you do one of these things, there will be a different quote unquote project manager. That project manager is responsible for coordinating all the details. And if you do this the right way, people will look forward to this. They will be get really good at it. You will identify leaders here among your team. So maybe you've got three floor managers, you've got a, you know an executive chef and two sous chefs, and some of them will start showing real leadership because they'll take it, you know, grab the bull by the horns, take it and run with it. And they're responsible for everything for setting the marketing calendar, for saying, well, when does a press release need to go out? Who's gonna write that press release? What sort of collateral do we need? What sort of assets, meaning pictures, meaning videos? When do we need them by? Who's gonna develop the menu? When does that menu need to go to print? What other sort of promotional pieces do we need? Are we gonna run Facebook ads, Google ads? Are we gonna just post this on social media? Uh, are we gonna talk about this table side? How? Who's gonna update the website? Who's gonna handle the ordering? Who's all of that stuff, somebody's gonna be in charge of. And they're gonna start learning how we promote, how we market and advertise an event, a promotion, something we're doing. So whatever it is, whether it's a special menu, some drink special, some, something to get people in. You come up with the idea, you decide on it, you get all the details worked out, you appoint a project manager, and again, every time you do one of these, so 
August, that August downtime is going to have a project manager, right? The next downtime is uh, here in New York City is like middle of September. Uh, we have the Jewish holidays. They really affect business here in New York City. So, okay, so maybe that's the next time. Maybe the next one after that is going to be January, right? The, the first week or first two weeks of January. Maybe after that, it's like the last week of March. Maybe after that, it's July 4th. You understand what I'm saying. You get my point. I'm thinking in terms of New York City, those are roughly when we get our downtimes. So you're going to identify three, four, six, seven times, right? Little weeks, right? And also use your data. Go back and see when revenue dipped. You will see these downtimes. When you circle them, on the uh, when you circle them on the spreadsheet, you'll say, "Oh yeah, yeah, we always get dead. Oh yeah, that's that's always a downtime for us." And you'll set a different project manager for each of those. Hopefully, you've got more than enough uh, managers to go around. If there are six and you've got six managers, they each get one. If you got six and you only got three managers, everybody gets two. It's very, very, very easy. Well, the whole idea is identifying the cycles. Looking at your forecasts and budgets to know what you have to do, get organized via that marketing calendar, and then get creative. Once you identify those spaces, those gaps within your uh, within your year, the downtimes, get creative. Think outside the box. Look to other industries, other markets, other restaurants. Come up with cool new stuff that obviously must align with you and your business. It's got to. But then set a project manager, start uh, start seeing, uh, forcing them to become leaders and oversee this little project. And you'll see how this will start transforming your restaurant. So yes, this is about growing, uh, you know, uh, staving off, mitigating the downtimes. So you don't so you don't suffer through those uh, through those couple of weeks or those couple of months throughout the year. But it's also a way to develop uh, to develop your managers into leaders. Super important. Last thing I'll say, right? Like just we were talking about smart goals. You got to set a goal for the campaign. You got to dictate, articulate what success looks like, and then you've got to put the plan into practice. If there's anything that your project manager needs to know, is that what needs to happen in order for this to be a success, and what's the metric by which we are measuring success? It's easy for us. It's usually revenue, but probably covers as well. Right, there are many different ways to measure success, but we have to understand we have to set goals for ourselves, put a plan into place, and understand how we're measuring this, and when we're looking back, and when we're going to get together at the end of it to judge whether it was a success or not, whether we hit our goals or not. So when we talk about downtimes, all of us have downtimes in our business throughout the year. You simply have to identify them, figure out what to do with them, get creative and think outside the box. I'm guessing because I've, I've worked with, I don't know, over 250 restaurants over the course of my career. They are some of the most creative people I've ever known. And this is something they just don't do well because, because they just don't make the space for it. They just don't leave time to do it and to do it well. So promise me, you will start getting good at this because it is well within your capacity. You can do this really well. So that's what I want to talk about today. I appreciate you guys being here. One final reminder, if you want to learn more about the P3 Mastermind, visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com. We'd love to chat with you about it. Put this stuff into action. Right now is such a perfect time for many of you. Many of you will be feeling this downtime in the next couple of months or you will feel it in the next three to four months. So you, you will have it. You will feel it put this stuff into practice. Appreciate you guys being here and I will see you next time.